Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Number My Day for Mint podcast, where we discuss all things man and God. I'm your host, DC. Join us in the fight for manhood God's way. Please welcome today's guest, Dr. Jason Plunkett, who is an organizational psychologist, which basically means he helps leadership of business. How are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. Thank you. Please tell us more about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Jason Plunkett. I am, I guess when I first described myself, the first thing I, I start to describe now is that I'm a child of God and a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. I think that's the most important. I used to start off but with my race and my degrees. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not what's most, most important. God's child. And I'm married to my best friend, Jacqueline Plunkett. We've been married for 13 years. Awesome. We have four beautiful children, uh, all J names. <laughs> so we're all JP. So we're like the JP six. <laughs> so it goes Jake. I'll probably get it wrong myself. It goes Jason, Jackie, Jalen, Josiah, Jocelyn, Jeremiah. Nice. Nice. You got them all there, right? I think I had to count it on my fingers. <laughs> and then uh, what I do is I, I'm, I am an organizational psychologist, much like you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a master's degree in psychology and I have a doctorate degree in psychology. But awesome. my, my doctorate degree is in organizational management. Um, that led me to the current position that I'm in right now, which is literally truly an honor. Uh, I am the United States Director for a nonprofit organization that combats human trafficking. It's called Zoe International. Oh, yeah. I've heard of Zoe International. Yeah. We've, so we combat trafficking in five different countries. Uh, we started in Thailand. Uh, we're, we're always based in the United States. We started in Thailand. We're in Australia, Japan. Opening a home in Mexico. We're heading to Mexico literally in a couple of days. Wow. And we're opening a home in the United States. Mm. And we're going to be one of the few homes for children in the United States to help combat what we call modern day slavery. Wow. That's awesome. And I am also the founder of a consulting company called True Solutions Consulting Group. Mm-hmm. And I literally prayed about that name because I didn't know what to name, name myself. And I didn't really want, want our names to sound like we're better than everyone else. <laughs> I really felt like the Lord said true solutions, meaning like it's not my solution for you. It's not theory solution. It's not even a psychological solution. We're actually going to pray for all our clients and find the truth. We do executive coaching, board trainings, and leadership development, and uh, several other little things, but I'm not sure if I should, if I even have time to name them. Well, go ahead if you you, you feel like Uh, Well, I'm also a part of a company that my wife and I work with. She's the vice president and the regional director of financial educational services, and it helps with credit repair. And it's an amazing business because it's actually helping people get back into homes and buy cars and not have a luxury payment for economy car. Right. Yeah. So she's doing an amazing job. I'm actually more so her support. Awesome. I, I teach I teach on the business aspect of it. We help coach our team. And I teach on mindsets the most. I don't just kind of think differently because our perceptions create our reality. That's about it. That so- sounds pretty good. <laughs> That's <laughs> Thanks, about that. it. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. So describe what led you to do what you do today. Uh, what led me to do what I do today was literally just sitting with the Lord and asking him what to do. Mm-hmm. Academically, I was really good in school. Uh, I was part of the like gifted program and all that, and I was mm-hmm. ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. And when I grew, where I grew up, I wasn't, you didn't want to look too smart. Mm-hmm. So then I, I would dumb myself down often. But I had lots of different teachers that would kind of help me out and wanted me to get into school. To make a long story short, I bypassed a, a full scholarship that I had to go to an Ivy League type school. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I ended up going to Cal State Northridge, which is an amazing school. I'm not knocking it at all, but that's mm-hmm. not, that wasn't my first choice. And when I went there, I wanted to be a criminal lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I went, did it, got an internship to be a criminal lawyer, was working with the public defenders. Mm-hmm. 
although the gentleman helped and I totally respect what he did, that wasn't for me. He didn't even know his clients by name. Wow. So I had to, so I went back and just said, well, you know, what, what I need to do to help people and know each person's name. So I went to school. I still got a uh, sociology degree with the emphasis in criminology correction. Okay. But I went back to school to be a marriage and family therapist. And that's where I worked with gotcha. gang members and then became a juvenile sex offender specialist. Mm-hmm. When the Lord gave me that position, I was like, I don't want it. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to work with juvenile sex offenders. But he said, if, if, if I can have a passion for them and show them love, then there's not another client that will ever bring anything to me that I wouldn't be able to help them with and mm-hmm. should be able to show them love. And that's literally been the case. Wow. And so- me working with, with gang members and juvenile sex offenders for literally about 17 years wow. uh, led me to where I'm at right now in, in working with human trafficking. Because if you put the higher risk behaviors and the various the, those various things between a juvenile sex offender and a gang member, you get human trafficking. So I walked into human trafficking not coming in as an expert, really just wanting to help and help Zoe continue to just launch everything that the Lord's doing. But it really just, you know, the Lord was preparing me all the way from the time I was a young kid working with, with gang members. That's what led me to where I'm at now. What is the greatest obstacle you had to overcome on your journey? Uh, the greatest obstacle I had to overcome is really learning more about me. Mm. Knowledge and wisdom came with expertise, having a bunch of mentors. Literally, like I said, I, was, I started counseling when I was 19 years old. I needed wow. counseling myself. <laughs> at that time, to go through and to learn, I really had to learn about me. It allowed me to have compassion and empathy for everyone else. What I really learned at a really young age, and I thank God for going through, I just have to know what it means to to feel what they felt. Right. I know what it feels to be sad. I know what it feels to be lonely. So that I could work with someone that was sad and lonely. I didn't have to go through their life to kind of know that. And for the kids who I did go through their life, even more so, then I had even more compassion to be able to say, you know, me too. Uh, learning myself at a very young age, being like self-aware and know how to self-manage, kind of helped me out. So how do you kind of balance everything going on in your life? How do you balance family with work plus the multiple other things you have going on? So I, I'm sorry how I'm, going to, how I'm going to answer this question, right? Because <laughs> uh, so I don't actually believe in balance. Okay. Right? So the way I teach is how to live in harmony. Because mm. if, if I try and balance anything to my wife, it can't compare. If I try and balance anything to God, it just don't compare. compare. So as soon as I have to spend time with the Lord, I will shut everything else down because it doesn't compare. But when the Lord showed me how to live in harmony, mm. then if I know I wake up at a certain time and go pray, but then you ask me to go with you somewhere, then I know how to harmonize my life. Mm. If I balanced it, then it'll be like, nope, the Lord gets presidents over you right now and I got to do this. When I learn how to kind of like just flow with whatever the Lord is allowing me to do in that given moment, then then I do it. So there'll be days where I'm waking up in the morning to pray with my wife and then I got to drop a kid off at school and then I got to go help someone else out. Then I got to go to a meeting and then I, you know, and then I could just keep on going in regards to then I have to teach a class that night and then someone asked me to help them with something. And if it comes to a balance, then there's a lot of no's there. But if, when I learn that this is all a part of my purpose, then I become a, a, like a choir director or like, like a symphony, yeah. right? So the, the flute should be playing with the clarinet yes. and, and, and who gets, who gets to play a little bit louder right this instant. Mm. I learned that kind of young. Thank God. And it's allowed me to, for lack of a better term, balance my life, but I would mm-hmm. say harmonize my life. Harmonize. Yeah. yeah. I live yes. in harmony. I'm going to use that. Okay. Uh, cool, I'll give cool, you credit. Cool. But I'm definitely going to use that. That's, oh, thanks. That's very good. I appreciate it. That's it definitely something I uh, struggle with at times okay. is time. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do so many things, but yet there's only a limited amount of time. A limited okay. amount of time. And then I, I try and do everything according to my purpose. So even if it's a good idea, uh, you and I were just talking about books. 
that's not important right as of right this instant. Can that help? Yeah, but it's not most important right now. So it needs to be put to the side so that I can harmonize my life on this end. When I do have space, then I will bring that in. And then that's mm-hmm. when like the piano comes in or the guitar will come in and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, that type of thing. So. Yeah. What is the greatest lesson you have learned? Greatest lesson I've learned is I can't do anything by myself. I was born the only child. Really? If I explain that well. Yeah, I was born the only child because I'm the only child to my mother. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was raised by my mom. Mm-hmm. I had a relationship with my dad, but then I have siblings that I love now, mm-hmm. but I didn't grow up with them. So I've always had the only child mentality. So I go to the movies by myself. I can't go to the beach by myself. I can do it all on my own. Yeah. (laughs) And I actually, a quick story. I taught my wife how to love me through that. If if you know me well, my catchphrase, I would say, oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. So me and my wife were really young. We bought a house really young. Uh, We we literally bought a house the year we got married. So it was really (laughs) hard. So uh, at the time, we already had a two-year-old daughter and Mm -hmm. I'm putting together a table for her. And her love language is uh, active service. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm loving on my wife. I'm putting this table <laughs> together. She walks in and she's excited that I'm putting this table together. And but I'm literally, my, my leg is holding up one end and I'm holding up <laughs> the other end with my left hand. I have a screw in my right, in my mouth with a screwdriver <laughs> in my right hand. And she walks in and is like, oh, thank you so much for putting this table together. You're, you're great, babe. I know you got it. And she and the baby goes upstairs. And I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, you didn't see me struggling right here. Instantly, I felt in my spirit. Instantly, I felt wow. in my spirit that I taught her that me, I got it. Wow. So, I've learned how to be a part of teams. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to expand. I've learned how to ask for help. Mm. I've learned how to be vulnerable. I guess that's mm. the biggest word I should, should use because that's like the key word this year for men. Vulnerable. Vulnerability. Everyone pay attention yes. to that. Vulnerable. Very hard for us. Yeah. Um, Brene Brown speaks the best about it and she speaks that vulnerability is courage. Wow. So, I just say, so the, my, my biggest lesson is how to be brave, how to be cur- courageous by allowing me to feel everything. Mm. Oftentimes when we're vulnerable, we only allow ourselves to feel half or maybe a quarter. So we don't even so if we only feel half or a quarter to feel good, we don't the other half we don't want to feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. But yet if we were to fulfill good the full thing, the full length of everything, yes. then we allow ourselves to feel feel even better. Yes. So I've learned to be a little bit more vulnerable. I mean it's still it's still a work in progress. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm still you know I still struggle with, with things. So but I know that that has helped me out a lot. That's been that's been a struggle, but it's been something I've been that's been able to help me. So, how has being a Christian man affected what you do? Wow. Okay. Uh, well, it affected a lot because I grew up. I grew up in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's not going to share that story, but <laughs> <laughs> I used to uh, when I was at Cal State Northwood, I would go hang out, party, drink, mm-hmm. uh, drink to the point of getting drunk, mm-hmm. uh, and but I would never miss church. <laughs> so I go to church still smelling like the night before, no matter what I did, right? <laughs> and she would know. Uh-huh. But the reverence of God and knowing that I still had a relationship with him made it all okay. And that's why I tell some some guys, I tell them, oh, I, they say, well, when I get older, I'll stop doing this and I'll stop doing that. I'll stop mm-hmm. doing that. Well, as I when I preach them, I'm like, you, you should stop because it's sin, right? Mm-hmm. The more you fall in love with God, the more, the deeper you find, fall in love with God and the deeper your relationship, those things will just fall off of you. Yeah. Right. So I would do that. And my mom would, would smell it and she would just pray for me. She literally prayed. Pray. She don't even know anything about liquor. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, she saw in the spirit that I was drinking this brown liquor, AKA <laughs> Hennessy. Right. <laughs> and I will never like a taste for like, for that again. And wow. to this day, I can't even smell it. Wow. To this day, to this wow. day, I can't even smell it. I mean, I don't drink now, but mm-hmm. to this day, I can't even smell it. So spiritually, it was more so just having a relationship with God. When I was six years old, I asked God to be my dad. Mm. I didn't grow up with my dad. Uh, I love I, I love him. He passed, but 
you know, we, we grew closer when I got older. I was six years old. I was watching Jim Swagger. Remember Jimmy Swagger? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, uh, if you have a father, he said, if you have a father, then God will be, be a better father. And if you don't have a father, he'll be your father. So I said, well, okay, cool. So I just prayed literally six years old and said, Lord, can you be my dad? Since then, he and I have had that relationship where I've, I've been vulnerable enough to when I'm going through a problem, say, Lord, can I lay in your arms? Mm. Can you kiss me in my forehead type of thing? Yeah. The crazy thing is that I learned that more than I learned him to be Savior and God. I learned that first. Wow. Then I had to catch up because mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, then I was living reckless. Mm-hmm. And then I then I had to learn to honor him as Lord. Right. Well, I started off backwards with you're my dad. So that intimate relationship I had ever since I was a little, hearing his voice, speaking to him and just asking him to comfort me. I'll play ball with him, literally, mm-hmm. outside. It was a huge blessing for me right now because I'm teaching men who are fully mighty men of God, know their word and everything, but they don't know him as dad. They mm-hmm. know him as master, king, and Lord. Yes. But they don't know how to just sit in his arm or ask him to hold hold their hand through a process. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll walk right now and ask him to hold my hand just because there might be something I'm just worried about. Uh, please give advice helpful to men based on your expertise. My expertise. Mm-hmm. Learn the voice of God early uh, and as, as, as often. Be spirit-led in all that you do. That's the first advice. You go to the barbershop and you have barbers giving you advice. You go to the bar and you have a a bartender giving you advice. And you have all these different people who think that they can speak into your life. But seek God first and what is he saying? And then also find a mentor. It's really, I think it's huge. Men to find father figures, to find mentors. Oftentimes we don't want to look at that, especially as a man, man of color. My family's from Belize. And so we're all real strong, like mm-hmm. a little too much. <laughs> and we don't allow ourselves to be vulnerable. So at one point I'm like, oh, you know, do to tell me what to do. Right. And then I start finding all his flaws. I'm smarter than him, or he don't even own this, or you know, whatever the situation was, and it was really me just humbling myself and finding mentors to mentor me in every aspect of my life. I have a mentor for business. Mm-hmm. I have a mentor as a husband. My 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 mentor, he'll check in on me like, how many times did you called your wife today? That type of thing, right? Uh, so he's literally coaching me through. I have a business mentor. I have mm-hmm. you know, I have various people in my life. I have a, a spiritual mentor who asked me, okay, so what'd you get out of that scripture? Give me ten more things out of that scripture. I'm like what? Ten more? You know that type of thing. So. I think it's really important. Find a mentor. Find mm-hmm. someone. So first of all, you see God for yourself, mm-hmm. and then you also find a mentor. Why well, I say seek God for yourself because I think there's too many churches out there looking for a pastor to answer their question. Mm-hmm. Right. What I love about my pastor, I went to Hope House Christian Ministries, Pastor Charles Humphrey. He and Pastor Rob Hill were the pastors at the time. The one thing that they would always say, even if they would give advice, go, go seek the Lord. Or what did the Lord say? And as a young man, I learned that. So it wasn't just, oh, he said that. Yeah. Or it wasn't just, what did God say? Mm-hmm. And sometimes what God said wasn't even what they said. So I'd go back to them like, that's not what I believe I'm hearing right now. They're like, okay, well, then you go what God said, and then we'll test it out type of thing. So see God for yourself. First and foremost, hear his voice. Spend time with him. If you say you can't hear his voice and read his word, it's a rainbow word and a logos word. So just hear him. Hear him through either or or both mm-hmm. and seek mentorship. Seek mentorship. Highly suggested. Thank you. Oh, that's Thank it. You. Yeah. Nice. You close us in prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we, I just thank you for what you're doing here. Uh, your word says that we're a true reflection of you with an unveiled face. So Second Corinthians 3.18, you said with an unveiled face, we're a true reflection of you. So right now, I pray for all the masks that men wear. I pray that you remove it. I pray that we reflect you in all that we do and say. I pray that we'll learn to yield our everything to you, Heavenly Father. Not just our mouth, but our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, our habits our perceptions, 
the way we speak. May you be the filter of our everything. I pray for every man that's hearing this right now. May, may you touch their heart. And I pray that they, they yearn to draw closer to you, Heavenly Father. Uh, we just thank you for who you are because you're so faithful. You're so faithful, and that's why we have faith. You're so trustworthy, and that's why we can trust. So we give our everything to you. We just say how much we love you and adore you. Pray that you continue to bless this man of God. And I pray that this continues to touch lives all around the world. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at dc at numbermyday.com. And please visit us at numbermyday.com to find out what we're all about and to join us in the fight for manhood God's way.